0: Hello, welcome to the BIM student. I'm your host Chaitna Chahan. Have you ever wondered what is the single most powerful agency that can make big grassroots level changes on digital transformation in AEC? According to me, it's our municipalities, the organization that gives us permission to build and develop. Our today's guest is someone who has had first-hand experience and has actively participated in digital transformation in AEC. He has witnessed change from paper to data-rich models first-hand. He has been an architectural practitioner and working on a variety of projects for several years. Past five years, he transitioned from a private sector to working with City of Windsor's Building Department as a plan examiner and now as a digital transformation specialist. In his role, he's responsible for overseeing Building Department's technology adoption process. He's also helping Building Department establish policies that can facilitate City's work with Development Service to improve permitting process. Our today's discussion will revolve around BIM adoption in our municipalities and what can be done to expedite the process. Let's talk more about this with our today's guest, Leslie Wright. Thank you so much, Leslie, for agreeing to be on this podcast, for taking out time and educating me and and our viewers and our uh, audience about your subject matter. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Glad to be here. Do you quickly want to give us a short background about your personal journey and how you stumbled on BIM, did you get trained, all of that? We want to know from your side.
1: For sure. So my, um, my college uh, graduation age was just the early 90s. So I was coming into the uh, design field when firms were just transitioning out of paper into CAD. And back then, I think I started as early as AutoCAD 8 or 9. Uh, so it was very early in the uh, in the software use for, for drafting. So through the 90s, there was a lot of changes in firms, and I was involved in that in the, the firm I was with at the time that we were transitioning from paper to, to CAD. Uh, so I was very lucky early on that my years of hand drafting was very limited, and I, I got to uh, be on that cutting edge at the time of moving over to CAD um then in the 2000s uh i had opportunities to work with other uh, design firms that were starting to use revit and i uh i transitioned over my work as well uh to revit so as early mid mid to late 2000s is when i started using revit the the early years of using revit was just more better documentation. Uh, you could use, you know, the firms I was working with found it that it was a, a better way to keep track of their projects, but weren't quite using their this, all the tools for uh, for BIM. They're, they were still in development at that point as well. Um, around 2014, I worked for a, a firm in Denver, and was fortunate enough to work for them for a couple of years. They were one of the early adoptive uh, firms for uh, Revit and the BIM technology. And so they were the most advanced firm I'd worked for to that date. And so I was fortunate enough to work on a project that had designers and engineers and contractors and and multiple disciplines all working on the same, same building same model spread it all over North America. So there was people from the you know Texas to New York. I was in here in Ontario. Um we all were using the same model. So that was my biggest uh exposure to BIM at the time. The in 2016 I uh I left the design side of the uh, industry and moved uh, to the municipal side. So I joined the City of Windsor Building Department and became a a plans examiner. And in 2017 to 2018 started uh, with our department to move to a a digital uh, plans review platform. And uh, going on to today that we've launched our, our digital Plans to review platform and uh, and it's been quite successful.
0: Oh, oh, that's great! And I think uh, you're one of uh, a few people who've seen the transition. Like if we talk to people today, a lot of us have not seen the hand drafting a lot. Uh, but you have seen that transition from hand drafting to where now uh, artificial intelligence is also driving building design. So it's um how do you, how do you look at this change?
1: Uh, it's a great change. Uh, my approach to to when I was a designer and even now is looking for the an easier way, more effective way to do my work, and to have that uh, ability to. Um, you know, I did a lot of residential design. I spent a lot of time explaining to a couple how a house would look from a flat 2d image. When I moved over to 3d, that time just disappeared, because they looked at it and go, Oh, I understand it now, because it had depth, it had detail, it had the 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 tools there to communicate better. Um, The some designs get so complicated that you don't always catch in a 2d format that you have interferences Mm -hmm. Uh, and and to work in a 3d environment is certainly a uh uh, an effective way to do that so advancements in technology have always been forefront in what i've done and i think it's an effective way for for people to improve their industries
0: Hmm. so I know that you've been driving a lot of um, uh, innovations, you've been driving a lot of big digital change at the city of Windsor and the municipalities. We did talk about that it is easier for a architect or a designer to explain to clients how, how important it is to work in a BIM environment. Uh, but how important is it for municipalities to adopt digital innovation?
1: We spend a lot of time in our plans review to understand what a designer's trying to communicate to us. So our, our time is limited to reviewing their drawings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes there's not enough information, or you're know, you you're not in, a designer's worked on it for weeks or months before they, they get it to us. And we have a short period of time to uh, decide whether it meets code compliance. So there are some times that, that the uh, information provided is, is not enough for us to quickly make those decisions. So I can mm-hmm. see moving forward and, and using more BIM technologies uh, being an aid to um, municipalities to understanding what the, uh, what the designer was thinking because you can see it in a different light and understand it.
0: Right. Uh, Do you want to tell me a little bit about the different initiatives that that are happening at City of Windsor? How are you and your team uh, aiding all those digital transformations at City of Windsor?
1: Yeah, certainly. So, um, about 2018, I believe, we moved into our new City Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, Building a building is, is... expensive for municipalities, so space is a premium. So in our old offices, we had more room uh, to lay out paper. So when space is a premium, you start spending your money, the cost of construction is more expensive than technology. So we knew that we had to move to a new format to do our work That, in, in the constraints of our smaller spaces. And using technology was, was a, an effective way to go. So that's where we started from. The biggest challenge was that you, we worked in a paper environment that architects, engineers, and the design community already moved on to the digital environment. They sent PDFs to their customers, they would send it to the printer, print it out, and then a pile of paper would land in our office. So that was our first real starting point: was to move from paper to to digital.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: twenty, the beginning of 2019, the building department went completely paperless. Um, that the plans could be submitted electronically; we could review them. Um, the downside it was a, a very cumbersome process because we hadn't really built our true system that we were working on. So. It, it's been a two and a half year process to get a uh, uh, an effective uh, e-trans uh, trans uh, e-permitting system that mm-hmm. would not only be effective for us but effective for the public and that's what we're starting to use today mm-hmm. but you have to municipalities have to start um walking before they run so as we look across ontario we see municipalities now uh Adopting electronic submissions in whether it's by email or or you know somewhere, you know USB drives at least that's a start for municipalities to start building upon and improving their digital uh, submissions and how they deal with it. Um, so that was our starting point and and really has been our focus now for the last three years to provide a system that uh, is not only for building departments, but it is also for our planning department and our public works department, that all three departments are in the same system.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, it's everything that is needed to promote development in the community. That the applicants, the municipal workers, our inspectors out in the field right from start to beginning are all in the same software and can, can communicate there and have access to all the information required. Uh, wherever they're located, whether they're uh, out in the job site, or in the office, that they they have that information. So that's where Windsor has uh, has put their focus to the last uh, few years.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and I can see that uh, going forward, City of Windsor might be uh, an inspiration for all other municipalities and cities that this is the way to go. So it's really amazing to see all the things that you guys are doing over there. Like I myself uh, over uh, past few years, especially during the COVID, I've seen that there has been a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, change of the mindset towards moving digital, accepting digital uh, and uh, you know, just getting away from paper. Uh, what do you think other than the technology are the big challenges municipalities are or will be facing in future uh, when they are adopting, uh, when they are adopting digital transformation and moving to digital platforms for submissions and permitting? A
1: couple of years ago, I would have answered that change was probably going to be the biggest obstacle. Um, mm-hmm. But as you alluded to, COVID has changed that on us. It, uh, it has forced us to change faster. Um, people have embraced technology a lot faster over the, the last year and have seen that you know what we, fear, what we feared in the change may not be so bad. I mean, there's enough other things around us that is bad, but the technology changes, not so bad anymore. Right. Um, because that would have been the biggest stumbling block for, um, municipalities in Ontario to, to make those changes. Uh, and what, like you said, a lot of people have had to move quickly on it. Um, what would have probably have happened without COVID, uh, it probably would have taken five to eight years Hmm. at best guess. And, And now we see a majority doing it in, in less than that. And it's, and, Every municipality has had to uh, approach it to see what works best for them in the short short period. Some have short period goals, some have long period goals. So that would have been the biggest challenge. Now it now I find the challenges we have is we have a a wealth of information out there, but we don't have easy access to it. And so we have building departments are the the last step before construction starts Right. in our building codes. We have what's called applicable laws and everything has, we have to, we're the final gatekeepers to say, yes, it applies to all the applicable laws. You've stepped, you've gone through all these steps. You've got all the approvals. We can release the building permit. So I think now the biggest challenges is, is that we have multiple, uh, governing groups across Ontario that are either municipal, uh, county-wide, uh, provincial-wide and federal-wide that are all players in trying to issue a uh, get the start for construction and the next challenge will be for us to find ways to work together in this digital world to effectively um, submit the uh, Approvals in a timely fashion and move on, uh, and and get it done. That, now that we're not dealing with paper, people have an expectation that we can do it faster. But I think that's going to be our, our largest challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The second challenge that's kind of ties with that is is funding. Um, at the end of the day, it's the the development community that that pay for these softwares. Right. Um, municipalities can you know building departments can charge what it costs to issue a a permit and to do their services under the building code act but it's going to be challenging as we add technologies and and there's a cost behind it who's going to pay for those uh effectively and small municipalities won't have the the um the, the funding like a Toronto might to make these initiatives so we we, you know we in Ontario we have such a wide range of uh uh, sizes of departments and funding models that it's going to be difficult for the small ones to compete to be able to offer services like the large ones Mm -hmm. so to to have a common environment in Ontario is that we're going to need a a a way to fund fund this and Mm -hmm. um and the first steps are gonna be challenging because we all we learn how to do it before we know how to do it. And there'll be a cost to do it, but who's gonna pay for it?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I, I, hear I hear you. It's
1: expensive for innovation.
0: <laughs> yes, of course, there is yeah. There is a time investment, there is a money investment. Uh, there are a lot of, an investment like, People have to be personally invested also into the ch- into the change into getting commit even being committed to the change is a big investment. Yes. So uh, no.
1: You know, even for you know a city like Windsor to go from a paper environment to a a digital environment, the invest you know you're no longer working with simple desktop computers now. Now you, you need systems with uh, that are, are more expensive computer systems that uh, that have have larger screens and, and more memory and all that comes at a cost and, and it's not it wouldn't be bad if you're buying one or two but when you start looking at the number of staff that you have to you know change their computer system with, that alone is a, a large a cost, cost. Yeah, for, yeah. for really any municipality in any size so there's a, there, there, when you look at the basic of changes there's a, a significant cost to it
0: yes and you know what it might also be that gta in general is so now densely populated it also might just incentivize people moving out of gta so that other municipalities can get more population can face more development because i think more people reside in a place adds to taxes adds to uh the investment at in that so and and as it is looking at totally unrelated but looking at the housing prices and looking at where you know gta is moving it makes a lot of sense that government and people invest into other parts of ontario so that there should be a playing level for everybody right yes
1: yeah
0: no i get it and you know what i have um, leslie so many questions uh, about uh, uh, what else can we do and there are so many uh, so many questions that i have uh but we want to keep this podcast really interesting and short and i want you for another episode i want to have another chat with you so we would be moving to our next section which is the impossible questionnaire this questionnaire is specially designed with an intent that we pick up the topics that our guests are not subject matter experts of so but they're still related to aec they're still related to construction industry they're still related so we are trying to and what what Uh, does is that this helps me research more before the podcast, and we all learn a lot out of it. And this is this is the most fun part of this podcast. Uh, Let's move to our last section, which is impossible questionnaire. And uh, five questions I have for you. Let's see how many you can answer. Okay. Uh, So my first question is, which one of the following is not a, a design authoring BIM software, Revit, Solibri, ArchiCAD, Vectorworks, Open Buildings Designer. So the keyword is design authoring.
1: Yeah. Um, I can knock off a couple really quick. Um, I'm down to slippery and uh, what was the last one you said? Because I don't recognize it.
0: Open Buildings Designer.
1: Open Buildings Designer. So I- I'm guessing it's slippery. Yes. Okay. We're designer kind of.
0: You're the first one who answered the first question. Correct. Until now I've recorded what, like seven, eight podcasts. Nobody has been able to answer the first question and everybody has different questions though. Uh, but yeah, I got to up my game from the next question on. Okay. Uh, what is CCTC 15?
1: Oh, I don't have that memorized. Um, I know what CCDC is, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what the 15 section is.
0: Okay. And and uh,
1: you're going to tell me and I'm going to be embarrassed.
0: (laughs) No, that's fine. That's (laughs) fine. So CCDC 15 is a contract that defines the terms of design services between the design builder and the consultant.
1: Yes. So, and, and, you know, people listening to this should realize that, Usually architects and in, engineers use those forms. Right. Um, and, and so my my role in the last as a designer was very seldom. I, I don't have the title as architect. Um, so that's Yeah, I, I know, I, I know. I I never never use that one. I would use the CCDC for the construction. uh,
0: Yes. Those are like the CCDC two, three. Those are the first few that are really popular. Uh, But yeah, CCDC 15 is, uh, see, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole intent of this whole.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. So you're playing along really well. Uh, Next question. In heavy timber frame construction, what is a bent?
1: I don't know. If I had to say what it was, a bent. It's probably timbers that have been uh, uh, steamed and are multiple layers to uh, create a curve. Not even close. Not
0: even close. (laughs) Okay, so a bent is a plane where the columns, beams, rafters, and braces are joined and erected together at the same time. Okay. Okay, so next is how thick should a footing be in relation to the foundation wall thickness?
1: Oh, that's easy. I I get to deal with that all the time. You threw me a soft one. So if a foundation wall is eight inches thick, Mm -hmm. then the the footing, and this is mostly for residential, if it has a projection of six inches, it should have a depth of six inches.
0: Oh, awesome. It's
1: it's not related to the thickness of the uh, foundation wall, but how much the projection is.
0: Okay, close to 50%. Let's go to the next question, the last question. Okay, uh, what percentage of the ground slope is the hardest to build on? Like if there is a slope more than this percentage, it's really hard to build on that slope.
1: I've designed on some pretty tough slopes.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, designing is good. We're talking so, about building here.
1: Well, building probably anything greater than 30% would be uh, a challenge to, to build on.
0: Um. You know what, I'll give you this one because uh, by book it says twenty more than 25%. So I'll give you that one, you were okay. pretty close. <laughs> Not bad, Leslie. I would say you're one of the high scorers of my quiz. You deserve a gift basket for this. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, um, Leslie. It has been fun uh, talking to you. Uh, anything, any last comments you wanna uh, have before we end this podcast? Anything you wanna say at the last?
1: Well, yeah, I think, think this is an exciting time for our, our industry that we're, we're moving quite quickly with technology from the design side and the municipalities are, are catching up and embracing technology. It's gonna be exciting the next few years as we, we're all seeming to be moving towards a, 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 a more effective way of doing it. And, and there's several of us trying to figure out how, how to get there. And it's very exciting to be on that cutting edge. As exciting as it was in the 90s to start using CAD, I'm excited now to, to see how our industry is changing.
0: Yes, me too. And uh, looking forward for another episode, um, I will have you in soon. And next time, I promise my questions are going to be even more tough.
1: (laughs) I look forward to it.
0: Thanks, Leslie. Thanks. Bye. Bye.